0: Degenerate Sports Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm only joined by one degenerate currently. Murph may be joining us. Scott's jumped on. We're talking the Stanley Cup final matchup. Uh, off. Sorry, Scott. How was your last couple days? We haven't uh, talked in a few days. How was your last couple days? Let the listeners know.
1: Well, I think my hangover from Saturday, which was uh, our good buddy Bob's bachelor party, that's finally... Seem to have left, left my head, which is which which is good. I mean, I had a hell of a time. I drank a hell of a lot of beer and Toss champion, by the way, undefeated with my good buddy Nathan. I didn't do much work, but guess what? His shoulders did some work. Um, no, it was pretty good today. Uh, what did we do today? Today, me and Kim went to uh, the tap room in West Bedford, and I recommend it to anybody. It was uh, it was pretty deadly, and then topped it off with some sushi and. Yeah, good day. And drinking beers. Oh, always. <laughs>
0: no, it was, yeah, Saturday was a good time. I woke up Sunday, no hangover, no nothing. It was, uh, it was great. It was great. I mean, I left a little earlier than a lot of you guys. Um, uh, I heard, uh, I heard it was a little bit of a rager until though three, even though we started drinking at like 8 a.m. But
1: yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a fun time. I woke up definitely not ready for golf, but hey. Battled through it. Went to golf. Shot 47 on the front. Decided I probably shouldn't quit and just tough it out. And I shot 37 on the back. So that's my typical
0: Did you have a beer when you got to Granite though? I
1: I had a Caesar and it kind Uh, of fixed me up.
0: Caesar turned the whole thing around. Yeah.
1: And it was a double so it was extra spicy. (laughs)
0: It's making me gag thinking (laughs) of this. So we're talking to stay on the cup. The final start tomorrow night. You know. I don't know if we'll be home in time. we got men's night. Uh, this is going to be a hell of a fucking series. I think this is the first real test uh, that uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to have in you know, the past couple of years. Last year was Montreal. We know that's not much of a test. Uh, oh, no,
1: definitely not. I mean, I still stand by Montreal didn't deserve to be where they were. They got past some easy competition, some mental, mental midgets that some people would say and Tampa manhandled them, but yeah. Name could be said for uh for Colorado. They haven't really seen a test yet, and I think Tampa's definitely gonna give them their first one.
0: Yeah, I mean if you look at the season series, they only play two games against each other. Uh Avs won both. Um you know but <sighs> Andre Vasilevsky, I mean, they're calling this guy the Conn winner already. I think regardless of whether he wins or loses the lightning right now are 3 and 5 when he allows 3 or more goals but they're 9 and 0 when he allows 2 or less goals. I believe the Rangers in the last three games only scored like one goal combined.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 it's yeah, it's Vasilevsky. He's a he's a fucking beast. Like he's carrying that team on his shoulders. I mean, you, you wouldn't be able to tell by his numbers. I think his numbers aren't quite where they would want them to be especially going into a series against Colorado but I think the big question is going to be Colorado's who's going to start have they decided whether it's going to be Kemper or Frank Ooze
0: I don't think Bednar has flipped that coin yet well
1: I can uh, tell you right now Frank Ooze is undefeated in six playoff games so far this year numbers aren't the best but he's kind of hard to go against when he's 6-0 and in the playoffs
0: I'm going to predict Kemper starts um I think we will see both goalies in the series, and I don't know who is going to play more, but I think the vet no, goes to Kemper. Just, I mean, he led them all year. You know, he's got a snap out of his little funk that he's going through. And, I mean, it, it is just a little funk. It's not the end of the world. I mean, and I'm far from a Kemper guy. You know, I, I would have rather seen Grubauer personally. But, anyways... It's what they're dealt with. Bednar's got a tough decision, but Kemper should be game one, I'd say.
1: I would say it right. I'd say Kemper probably starts game one. It's going to be a pretty tight leash. I think if he gets lit up in that first game, there's about a 0% chance he starts game two.
0: No, 100%. I could see it being, you know, he's going to play the hot hand. Honestly, if Frank Ooze came in and had a great, you know, let's say third period after Kemper got lit up, Frank who's definitely starting game two. And the game three starter would, would still be a to-be-announced type of deal. For sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: And, but, I mean, another big thing, too, is, I mean, Kemper's had a lot of time to work. These guys have had, what, eight days off? Uh, it'll, be 30, it'll, so it'll be
0: nine. It'll be nine, nine. When, when the game comes. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's a lot of time off to try to get your head straight and get a little bit of – you could have fucking went to down south for a week and relax on a nice little beach in that time. Christ. Oh
0: yeah. Well, Bednar did come out in one of the interviews today saying that uh, these boys did—they didn't have no breaks. They've been working for nine days, staying in shape. You know, they were expecting seven games out of that Tampa series, Tampa Rangers series. Uh, yeah, like the Abs coming into this game are one of three teams in this century to average four goals per game, currently averaging four point six four. Jesus. Goals per game. Vasilevsky is going to have to be on his game. They're averaging 40 shots a
1: game. Wow. That's a lot. That's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Vasilevsky is going to have to be on his game just to keep it to two or three goals a game.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, these teams match up pretty good. They do. Uh, you know, the big shutdown line, the Sorelli, Hagel, and Patty Maroon, I believe. They've seen all the ice time against, uh, you know, like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, uh, Panarin. Like, these guys are line two in Tampa, and they match up against the big boys, and they're about as shut down as a gets
1: Yeah, I, I know he spent a lot of time against uh, Matthews and Marner and uh Barkoff and Huberto. Yeah, I think yeah. he was on the against those two top line guys. So he's seen a ton of five on five time, and I assume it's going to continue. Like I don't know, McKinnon and Ranton, He'll be on that line trying to shut them down, but that's going to be that's going to be pretty tough. And I know he is. I think high on the consmite voting or potential candidates, isn't he, Sorelli?
0: Yeah, I. Didn't read that. I read that he's a dark horse that nobody's expecting to win. But a few of the the analysts are popping in and out saying, yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, I think you're not going to win the Conn Smythe on a a two-way game. I don't think uh, this is going to go to either Andre Vasilevsky or whoever scores the most points for Colorado. Yeah, and
1: that's got me really worried. It's got me really worried. I'm in a fucking hockey pool. I'm in first by seven or eight points, and I have uh, rant and left. And the guy that's behind me, who can touch me, has Kucherov and McKinnon. So
0: I either need you're you know, finishing I, second.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I need fucking <laughs> hopes and prayers at this point. And I led literally the whole fucking year, and now this bastard's caught me.
0: Dude, who is the bastard?
1: Fucking Scallion. Oh uh, Of course. Of and he course. wins everything between him and his deaf father. Christ. <laughs> they win every goddamn hockey pool we fucking have, but not this year. I will pull it out somehow.
0: I mean, go, like, going down the lines here, these teams are pretty even, you know. They got a nice top line, and after that, they're just filled with depth. Lacking in, you know, back in the cup final again. He's looking for a win. You know, personally, I got to call this a seven-game series. I, like, I really think this is going to come down to a seven-game series. And I'm going Nathan McKinnon, Colorado. I I want to see somebody new win. I like seeing new new teams win.
1: Yeah i uh, I would love to see like like I said in the last podcast. This is uh, it's a catch twenty two for me. It doesn't really matter who wins. I'm going to be happy with whatever. I would love to see Tampa win another one. But hey, I'd love to see McKinnon bring it home to halifax not that it really means much i'm not going to go to a parade or anything like that but it would be nice to see the the three guys and three main guys in halifax all get their cup
0: oh yeah for sure and he's i'm not saying crosby and Marchand don't work but nathan mckinnon takes work to another level spends about a million bucks a year just keeping his body healthy
1: Oh, yeah. You know,
0: he's always working. It doesn't matter if it's off season, middle of the season, all star break. You know, this guy wants to be the best he can be. Yeah. You know, Joe Sackett has created a monster there. A monster.
1: Oh, yeah. No, definitely. And it, it's, it's been ruled out that Codri's out for all of playoffs, right? Not just.
0: Um, uh, he was skating. He was skating on Sunday without a stick. And without the team, but he was skating, and it's it was thumb sur- th- thumb surgery that he had. Uh, but the news out of Tampa is expect to see breaking point at least by game two.
1: Yeah, that's good. He's he, he's definitely the a little bit of uh, goal scoring they're going to need. I mean, they can't be relying on that third and fourth line to get them uh, to get them a ton of production, especially with a team that's going to be able to shut them down like the Abs will. So. Yeah, I
0: mean, Kale McCarr, he's one of my favorite players in the NHL. I love this kid. He uh, He's on track to be Paul Coffey, basically. Averaging a point and a half per game, only the fourth defenseman ever to do it. I think uh, McKinnon's got 11 goals, and McCarr has been the primary assist on eight of them. I think I read today. Yeah. You know, he quarterbacks at that, uh, that power play, which has been very good. Uh, uh, you know, but then again, they match up great. You know, Makar, Hedman, Sergeyev, and, you know, as much as people are going to laugh at me for saying this, Eric Johnson, I mean, the guy is as solid as they get. Blocking awesome. a lot of shots.
1: Yep, for sure. And, I mean, if you look at how many games Colorado has played, I think – how many games did they sweep? Did they? Colorado's sweep twelve twice
0: in the playoffs right now.
1: So in fourteen games, I think McKinnon's got twenty-two points and Mc, or McCarr's got twenty-two points and eighteen. McKinnon's McKinnon. got eighteen, and I think Rantan is right behind them with seventeen. I know Rantanen's on a different; uh, he's not on the top line. He's more of a power play guy when he's with McCarr, but goes to show you that those three guys there are just absolutely lighting it up when it comes to the points.
0: Yeah, and. You know, maybe we see a you know Stammer McKinnon fight. Stammer's <laughs> got that blood in him. He's just he's he's ready. He's ready. Yeah,
1: I, I mean I know McKinnon's a bit of a sideshow when it comes to freaking out on the ice, but I th- I think if you see anybody fighting Stammer, it's probably going to be uh, Landeskog. <laughs> he's got a pretty short fuse too, and is not willing or he's willing to lay the body and
0: and he can yeah. chuck too. Oh yeah, he got no problem throwing.
1: Yeah and it'll be good we'll get to see uh Hedman versus McCarr. So that that that'll be a nice little uh
0: duo to watch. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean Cam McCarr is probably another year away from doing what he did this year from being the best defenseman in hockey. Honestly, yeah. so I, I don't get me wrong, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys up there and close, you know. You got the Yossies, the Hedmans, you know, Adam Fox, you know. We're in a new age of hockey where it's not really, uh, where it's not really uh, you know defensive, you know defenseman type of thing. You're you're usually a little bit more successful in the NHL when you're uh, the offensive minded defenseman. But
1: oh yeah, definitely. So what uh, what are your thoughts for the series? Who do you think is going to take it? How many games? I think you said seven earlier. You think it's seven games,
0: business? Colorado? I think the goaltending holds on. Uh, and I think Vasilevsky actually looks human for once. I want him to look human for once. I mean, I don't want to see anybody win three times. We, Everyone knows Tampa's got a good team. Everyone knows. You know, they cheated the uh, salary cap system last year. <laughs> I could go check right now, but I'm pretty sure they cheated it this year too. <laughs> you know, like, hey, it's the rules. So I guess they're playing by the rules. But I you know, as a hawk fan, you know I just think it's uh, you know to walk into the playoffs, you know, seventeen million over where what you were at the end of the season. It's kind of a fucking slap in the face.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a bit of slap in the face, and now we've seen it from a couple other teams. I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights—they were flirting with sketchiness literally the whole goddamn year with Patch Ready and Stone and all these Eichel coming off and order other guys to come on like it was. It was a bit ridiculous, but – and I don't know. Fuck, I want to take the abs and seven so bad because I do think it goes the distance. I think this is going to be a battle. I don't think anybody's going to destroy anybody. I don't see anybody getting swept or shutouts left, right, and center. I am going to go with Tampa and seven. I think I think they're going to do what the Islanders did fucking 30 well, – almost 40 years ago. I forget what year it was, 19 19- – it was, it was 70s. early 80s.
0: No, it was yeah. 70s, wasn't it? I mean, oh, I'd have to yeah, it yeah. Up. Maybe but it was 80s. Yeah, they
1: won it. Uh, I, th- I think it was early 80s. They won three in a row. And I think Tampa's going to be the next team to do it. 40 years. That's what, that's what it's going to be.
0: Stamp goes to yeah. retire.
1: You think? Well, no, is it, is it I'm, joking, 33? I'm joking. Lord, no. Tundrin. No way.
0: The, yeah, that team. I mean, and speaking of Vegas, they, uh, they just hired old Boston's coach. Uh, Cassidy today, hmm. I wouldn't.
1: Uh, I wouldn't have pictured that one. I'm actually kind of surprised Boston. uh they they fired Cassidy. He, I mean, his record was pretty
0: pretty outstanding. Yeah, I mean, he had a couple of tough playoff years, but I mean, that team, like we've spoken many times before, that team is is not what they used to be. They're not. They're all old. I mean, that's sort of like pasta. Still a few of the other young guys mixed in, McAvoy and blah blah blah, but they don't—they uh, don't have the solid goaltending they had. And I mean, it's—I'm happy Cassidy's in Vegas. I mean, anybody that's walking into Vegas, George McPhee's trying to win. That's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. They need a—they need a pretty big culture change. I—I I think maybe more of a—a a, a tougher coach would have been the way to go. I don't know if. Barry, Barry Trots. He may have been the answer. Maybe a fucking Tortorella. I I don't know. I'm sure they're not to either one of those
0: guys. Tort style of coaching just doesn't do it anymore. You can't scream and swear and curse and sit your star players like it. It's just the world isn't built like that anymore.
1: No, you seriously got to buy into that type of mindset. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, hundred percent. I think uh, I think it's going to be a battle to see who gets Trots. I Dude's. I had no idea where he's going to go, but
0: okay so he he interviewed in winnipeg yeah did you hear i
1: about did the brew <laughs> yeah the brew i was gonna offer him free beer for life
0: for life mm. winnipeg's a terrible spot i don't think i'd ever want to live there but i mean that's that's a solid deal you gotta stick that in your back pocket
1: well i can tell you i've never been there but being in canada i don't ever plan on going i'll fly past it i'm never stopping there
0: it's cold it's cold
1: yeah, yep. it's cold. It looks white. It just looks very industrial, sort of like what Edmonton looks like. It just doesn't. It doesn't appeal to me. And Edmonton's think,
0: way nicer. Edmonton's well, way nicer. <laughs> one to I haven't
1: been to both. All I've seen are pictures. And when you look at a picture of Edmonton, it just looks like Edmonton looks like Wayne a, Gretzky time. Like, well, it, it just
0: like it looks like a grid. Like it's literally yeah. like, everything's straight. Everything.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think uh, I don't think the free beer's going to be enough to get uh, Trotz to go there. I think. I think you'll see him at a serious contender. I just don't know where yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the serious contenders don't need coaches, but you know, he was fired after winning a Stanley Cup over salary demands. You know, and the island, he went on a run with the Islanders last year. Yeah, they had a down year, but they don't really have the team. And then he gets fired again. Like, yeah, hmm.
1: not, not, not at all. I mean, he clearly either just doesn't. He doesn't gel with his players, or he doesn't gel with upper level management. I have no. Clue I'd say about
0: the, I'd say the upper. I'd say he just doesn't give a fuck what the upper. Upper level management even cares about. Yeah. Like he's there to run his team his way.
1: Yeah. But. You know, he does a pretty good job for taking the Islanders where they were the
0: last two years. And the Edmonton Oilers. We talked about this earlier uh, off the pod. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers have upgraded their goaltending. Miko Koskinen has signed in the Swiss League.
1: It's pretty good upgrading your uh, goaltending is getting rid of one of your fucking weak links.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean getting rid of that contract. You know, I think he's owed like four or five million a year.
1: Yeah, it's it's something like that. Whatever and, Shirelli
0: signed him to after he had like three good games, gave him an extension. <laughs> yeah,
1: and don't get me wrong, I, I think he. He, he obviously had some battling going on with uh, fans and with like the actual team like they weren't sticking up for him when he was getting lit up early in the year. I think that probably soured him. I did not honestly expect him to uh, to last on the Oilers, but I also didn't expect him to sign in. Uh, what was it, Switzerland?
0: Yeah, Swiss League. Yeah,
1: Swiss League. So Monday must be pretty good there. I know the skiing's probably good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't read the article, but I seen it and I thought, hmm. That's weird. Now we just see Mike Smith out of there and maybe they, maybe they can yeah. make it a little
1: further. Well, I can I can tell you right now that I hope to God, like as a guy that loves watching the Oilers, I hope they do not go into next year with Mike Smith and uh what's his face? Stuart Skinner as their uh, backup because it's going to be just fucking painful.
0: Well, apparently they have told Mike Smith and Duncan Keith to decide what you're doing by July 1st whether you're retiring, coming back, because we need to make the moves.
1: Yeah. I mean, Mike Smith, that I think that would, uh, free up a little bit of cash for them. Like if he retired, because he, he's what 40, he's got to be close to 40. I think
0: he's over 40. I think he's like 41 or 42.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, it's time for him to pack it up. I mean, I don't really know much about, uh, Duncan Keith and the contract he signed. Like, uh, Scary. Was it scary?
0: Oh, sorry. He he. I don't think he's on the Chicago contract still because I think that was like seven or eight mil.
1: Actually, I th- I I thought he was. It was like a thirteen year contract or some shit, wasn't it?
0: I'm just gonna Google it right quick. So I have no. If
1: he's if he's still on that one, he's making a boatload, probably like four or five million bucks. I would think. Yeah,
0: you are right. It was a uh, signing. T- 2009, oh, okay. So his contract's up this season.
1: Oh, so that probably works. So it's probably a good time for him to yeah. either take a real fucking discount, like a.k.a. like a million bucks or whatever the minimum is going to be, yeah. or pack it in. Time to pack it in. Oh,
0: yeah, 100%. I mean, he's had a great career. Oh, never mind. He's got one more year left. Oh, his so last left season is 1.5 mil, but his cap is five and
1: a half. Okay. So that's still not ideal. It wouldn't be bad if he retired this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, the calf hits what kills them, right?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Scott, listen to LIV Golf, LIV Golf, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, Charles Schwartzel, minus seven, wins the inaugural tournament. Did you like watching it? Did you love Uh, it?
1: I enjoyed watching it. I do like that it's free. You don't have to... uh, you don't have to own three different types of uh, streaming devices or whatever to watch it. And I mean, it wasn't bad. I, they don't have the the money in, well, actually, no, I lied. sorry. they have all the money in the world, but they don't have, I don't know, the filming optics that the PGA Tour have. They don't have, they just don't have the same experience. It's fun to watch. They don't get the audiences that they, uh, that the PGA Tour have, but Hey, it was fun. It was a little bit more interactive. I think they had a couple of guys mic'd up. Made it It made it uh, fun to watch. I'm not a huge fan of the shotgun start. Yeah. I almost would rather see them all get announced and start normally. Yeah. But I do like the team event aspect. Like like you say, Charles Schwartzel, Schwartzel, sorry, just won $4 million bucks and his team... Uh, won the team event, which is another 750000 bucks per player. So, I mean, the fucking guy is walking away with almost $5 million without sponsorships, with nothing, just to play. Yeah. Do you know how many times that guy would have to win the Masters again in order to get that kind of money? At least two and a half times. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's nuts. And well, a guy like Graham McDowell, his career has been over for the last fucking five years. Finished 10th and just made over half a million dollars. How fucking unreal is that?
0: Yeah, I mean, like they interviewed DJ afterwards, and one of the reporters was like, so you're going to have to golf 12 events. What are you going to do for the uh, for the other 40 weeks? And he's like, not golf. He said, I came over because I want to golf less. I said, I don't yeah. want to have to golf every weekend of the year.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's pretty unreal when you think about it. Like this, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Ogletree, Andy Ogletree, the guy finished dead last. He was like, I don't know, plus a hundred. Like he was terrible. He looked like, a, like he looked like I seriously could have gave him a run for his money. And he won one hundred and twenty grand.
0: Just I'm for pretty sure you could have. I,
1: it, it wouldn't have been that difficult. I think to beat him, just a good yeah. day. It's all you need.
0: Ogletree was
1: plus twenty four, plus twenty four. So yeah, it's plus, plus eight every day. Holy fuck. I think I could could at least get them all one round, I think. Give me a
0: couple tries. So you excited to see Bryson, Patch Breed, these guys in a few weeks coming over? I
1: I am. It's going to be – oh, and there's another one. There's another guy that signed on. I think I said in the last podcast that Ricky Fowler was also one of the guys coming on. He hasn't confirmed yet, so maybe he'll do that before the event at the end of the month. I don't know.
0: But Do you think he wants to guy, play the US Open? That's why he hasn't confirmed? Uh
1: maybe. I mean, he's gonna be able to play the US Open regardless, because the PGA oh, tour yes, is controlled. Yes. Sorry, yeah. So he'll he'll be there. Uh I think maybe he wants to wait for all the criticism maybe to blow by a little bit, and then maybe before they tee off in the tournament he'll he'll resign from the PGA tour and join. Who knows? Yeah. But the third guy that has now announced that he is going to join the tour is uh Pat Press, Mr long hair, Hawaiian shirt, looks like John Daly out there smoking cigars. I um, love John Daly. <laughs> oh, he's unreal. I mean, he looks like a goddamn heart, a- walking heart attack right now. He looks fucking terrible.
0: Oh, but,
1: 100%. I mean, Bryson's going to bring a lot of, uh, a lot of, I don't know.
0: Color commentary. Yeah, he's he's, he's going to be that colorful guy on the tour that curses and swears and, you know, gets, gets the crowd pumped up. I mean... I, I don't watch a big pile of golf. I do follow it, but like Bryson is one guy that I always follow because you just never know what he's gonna fucking do.
1: Oh yeah. And I mean he's uh I think he's full of shit. But I but I don't know. He he seems to be best friends with Tiger. He's out there walking around in fucking metal golf cleats clicking away like a goddamn horse galloping down the the car pass. But he yeah, he's gonna bring a new dynamic. There's not anybody on that fucking tour that looks or is anything like Bryson? I mean, he's a machine. He drives the ball a fucking ton. Patrick Reed. I mean, the the guy can only get caught cheating in the PGA Tour so many times. You got to take it somewhere else to start cheating. So, I mean, as much as I think the PGA Tour probably paid the live for to get rid of him, it's it, he's another guy. It'll be interesting. But I think I can't wait to see Pat Perez over there. He's if he's if you've never seen him golf, he's fucking comical. And he's not that good. He's pretty terrible, but you can string some good scores together.
0: How about
1: Rory at uh, the RVC Open? I, whew, I, well, congrats for Rory for winning it back to back. You
0: were probably a little hungover.
1: I was a little hungover. I didn't really pay attention too much, but uh, he was definitely slamming the live tour, guys. But hey, he had oh, just, yeah. uh, He was
0: fucking hating
1: on Oh, oh yeah. He and of course, he, he gets that 21st win, which puts him one win above Greg Norman. I think that, uh, That was the icing (laughs) on the cake. The the uh, Norman
0: comment that he made. (laughs) Oh yeah, but it's
1: it's I don't know. It's a little soon for all these haters to come out. Like I know this is not uh, not what they want, but man, if this thing takes off and it becomes big and big, like bigger than the PGA Tour, what are these guys going to do? They just going to stay there when when there's no one left? Like
0: they're going to jump.
1: Yeah, well, Well, the PGA Tour is
0: going to bring some Saudi guys in to you know finance them paying big big money yeah so
1: now it's a it's a little bit of a touchy subject especially for uh everybody on the pga tour but hey it's entertaining for anybody that loves golf and listen i i'm open to a little competition i'd love to see uh maybe the Ryder cup or president's cup just live tour versus pga tour yeah it's
0: like an all-star game
1: yeah exactly
0: what about uh what about the u.s open who are you picking Oh, God. I
1: don't know. I know how, who I'm not picking, and that's going to be Phil Mickelson because he looks fucking
0: terrible. Is Phil Mickelson even going to play?
1: Oh, he's going to play. He's yeah. uh, He's been taking some serious heat from reporters and stuff like that, but he seems to be pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of... I, I love Phil. I think he's fucking awesome. His career, is, his career is over. That's why he's taking this $200 million and, and running because guess what? His days of winning major championships are over. He got lucky, what last year at the PGA, but I think he's I think he's done. I would say if I had to put money on anybody, it's probably going to be one of like Justin or uh, Justin Thomas or Rory. I mean, they're both playing super hot the last two or three tournaments and keep it rolling.
0: Scotty Scheffler.
1: I think Scotty Scheffler's come back to come back to earth a little bit. I, I don't know if he's still the number one. He probably is, but I I wouldn't be putting money on him this week.
0: All righty. We talked the Stanley Cup. We talked a little bit of golf. You guys enjoy the rest of your week, and we will get you another episode out. Uh, probably some baseball, I'd say.
1: Yeah, we should probably give the uh listeners a little bit of an update on baseball. It's been oh, yeah. long enough.
0: We'll talk about our degenerate versus the blink challenge. We uh we currently are in first place. <laughs> Just so uh, everyone knows and bonds, I know you're definitely going to listen to this episode, so I had to throw that in.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh do we do we know who's in first place out of all of the uh... all the people in the, in the league?
0: uh in that one yeah uh it's either you or there's a uh, nick maybe you and nick uh, are right there at the top
1: we are one and two me and nick it's uh it's been a battle i've been in first for last few weeks and i let nick pass me so as long as one of us holds on to the, the end and, and beats those suckers
0: yeah i made some like bad decisions you know trevor power <laughs> oh yeah i made some gutsy calls i, I was the one that took chances Yeah, for sure. All righty, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Stay fucking degenerate.